politics and above religion, a moral authority exists known globally as the ageless wisdom. It is the study of consciousness, the mystery of awareness, which cannot be measured, yet will not be denied. Stay tuned as we explore consciousness, the fundamental nature of reality. Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School on 90.7 FM KPFK out of Los Angeles for all of Southern California and, of course, for the world, live streaming at kpfk.org. Thanks a lot for joining us today. The Ageless Wisdom Show, as most of you, I'm sure, know, is a program about self-awareness, about personal development, who are we, and what are we for, and why are we here? These seem, maybe at first blush, like silly questions, or maybe even trite to consider, but they're quite profound, and I think they raise a lot of anxiety. Over the years I've done this show, I've seen a lot of people just terrified by the prospect of who am I really, and uh, we're going to wade into that, because... Who you are, I think, without knowing you, without having met you personally, who you are is pretty darn magnificent. I know that from nature. I've done a lot of backpacking and a lot of hiking, and, you know, I've never seen an ugly landscape. I've never seen a defective flower. I've never uh, watched a sunset that wasn't magnificent. And who are we to remove ourselves from the nature of things and wonder about whether we're good enough, adequate, capable of creating a life of our dreams. And to segue into my guest today, a legendary life. My guest has been all around the block. Uh, Like me, he's worked in factories and worked his way through school and ended up in finance and working for large corporations and consulting businesses and Now he's on his own. He's written a wonderful book called Legendary, and he's our guest today on The Ageless Wisdom. Tommy Breedlove. Tommy, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. Michael, what an honor to be here, my friend. Um, Let's lean in, and let's let's be legendary if we can. (laughs) I know we can do it, brother. (laughs) Tell me right off the top, the word legendary... How did it occur to you to write a book entitled Legendary? One of my favorite questions because it's a it's a title, Michael, that if I said Tommy Breedlove is legendary, you would have a good chuckle and giggle about that. And that's why I love it's an aspirational title for us. And it has nothing to do with being rich and famous, but it can be mean if you're good or bad. And to me, legendary, the word, is gifted to us. Uh, either in a good way or bad way from our friends, our colleagues, our networks, our organizations that, you know, the ecosystems that we touch. And to me, living a legendary life is leaving this beautiful planet and our fellow humans a little bit better than we found them, but living life with purpose, meaning significance and being the master of our mindset and time and, you know, loving deeply and intimate relationships and all that good stuff. So me, my ask, it's an aspirational for me. You know, I'm certainly no legend, but I work very hard every single day to God willing when my, my time on earth has ended, 
that someone will say that man built and lived a legendary life. And it's, it's an aspirational title that we can all strive to have. I just mentioned uh, backpacking. I'm a little old for that now, but I used to do a lot of that. And there's sort of an ethic among backpackers that you always leave a campsite better than you found it. And uh, I think at my age, especially looking back on my life and looking forward as well, uh, that's a pretty good ethic for living, don't you think, to leave the world a little bit better than you found it? Absolutely. It's about net giving. And, you know, right now, a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us are in net taking. And, you know, if we can stay on the right side of that balance, if we can give a little more than we receive, and if we can receive love and take love, and whether it's a human being, an organization, your business, your family, your life, your significant other, a campsite, if we leave everything we touch a little bit better than we found it, I think this world would be a whole lot better place, my friend. There are a lot of uh, individuals who would like us for whatever reason. Maybe they're very well-intentioned. They're social, political activists. They really want to make the world a better place, but are so heavily invested in being helpless victims and fighting against some sort of establishment. You know, it's like uh, David fighting Goliath or... What's that Greek legend about pushing the rock up the hill? Some noble sense of righteousness found in being a victim of life. And sometimes we are, you know, stuff happens like the bumper sticker says. But if life's a two-way street, don't you think, I'd love to hear the way you would describe this, that in the give and take, the yin and yang of things, what we contribute to the world, what we put out, what we radiate is far more important than what's reflected back. Wouldn't you say? I couldn't agree more. And, um, on the, on the subject of victimhood and what I would say to, uh, you want your, you want people to fight for justice. You want people to fight for equality. Um, but what you want, don't want to happen. You don't want to become righteously rude or become the thing that you hate. And usually what we're trying to fight is bullying in some way, whether it's racism or whatever it is, it's bullying. But what I've noticed is a lot of the social activists become the bullies that they hate. And bullying the bully never works. See Martin Luther King and Gandhi. They did it the right way. And so it's hard for people, depending on what story they're telling themselves, to break their victimhood because the left-wing media and the right-wing media promote that you're a victim all day long. And these are great actors telling great stories and telling you you're a victim. And, and if you tell yourself and someone else tells you you're a victim, you're going to start believing it. But victimhood is, is a choice, especially if you're listening to this radio show. Chances are you're living in a free country. Chances are you have the freedom of choice, and you can choose to see the negative in the world you can choose to be a bully, you, or you can choose to see the goodness, love, and learnings all around you. And for me, I've lived on both sides of that street. And so let me tell you, I come from very humble beginnings. I was extremely abused as a young man. I was around a lot of violence growing up. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And I started telling myself that story. I started believing what the people around me were telling me. I started believing I was a piece of garbage and that I wasn't lovable and not good enough. I became that violence and rage. 
And at 18, I committed a violent crime and was looking at seven years in prison because I was believing and telling myself that story that the people on the street or the people in my family were telling me. And luckily, I dusted myself off. Um, it was dropped to misdemeanors because it was my first adult offense. But I was sentenced to two years and, and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. I was scheduled to be the first person in my family to go and graduate from college. And instead, I became that hate. I was that victim. I was telling myself a lie. And when I did meet an African-American gentleman in the institution I was incarcerated in, and he crossed racial lines, and he showed me what being personally accountable. He showed me what being a man. He showed me, like, he called me young blood. He said, young blood, you're not going to become a part of this system. And with his guidance, I just dusted myself off, put myself to community college at night, worked in a nuclear waste container factory during the day, ended back at the University of Georgia and graduated, and I literally went from a jail cell to a company called Deloitte in three years. But here's the deal. Let's fast forward 15 years. I was still telling myself that unconscious story, that you're a piece of garbage, that you're not lovable. Um, I was eat up in fear. I was still eat up in rage. I wasn't using my fists anymore, but I was using it in business. And I thought money, power, status, which those things are important if you have want to put goodness out in the world. Like money's a magnifying glass. If you're a fearful-based a-hole, it's going to magnify that. If you want to make great impact in the world, money will do that as well. But for me, at 36 years old, I had the fancy cufflinks, the shiny suit, the car, the corner office, traveling uh, traveling all over the place. And on the outside, I looked like I had it all, but I never dealt with that story I was telling myself, those unconscious beliefs. And it wasn't until I almost lost everything at 36 years old, my life, my wife, my firm, that I said, enough is enough. I looked in the mirror, and I knew that was both the problem and the solution. And with great coaching, with great changing my network, changing my friends, with great therapists, you know, I started investing in my mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. I started putting me first, not selfishly, selflessly. Started standing with more confidence, courage, uh, love, receiving love. And I stopped wearing all those fake masks, tough guy, important guy, couldn't ask for help guy, life of the party guy, because those were all just BS masks that I was wearing. And when I became Tommy Breedlove, when I said enough is enough, I'm no longer going to be a victim. I'm no longer going to be entitled. I'm just going to be me and work on me every day. I'm telling you from love to goodness, to success, to money, to abundance, it has manifested in my life over the last 11 years. And when I was a kid, I, I didn't believe, I, I, would, I believed the story and, and what happened to me. And I was a victim. And it wasn't until I decided to change my narrative, especially if you're listening to this in this country, you've got the power of choice. You've got the power of change. You can see the, you can be the example or set the example you want to see in the world, or you can be a bully filled with fear, gossip, judgment, guilt. It's up to you. The choice is yours. And I promise you living on the right side of the street is a whole lot easier than living on the fear, uh, scarcity and bully side. Oh, there's a lot there. You remind me of the Eastern philosophy about the prince or the king who tried to escape suffering with great wealth, failing that became the aesthetic, the pauper, tried to escape suffering by profound poverty, and yet he continued to suffer the discontent that uh, arose out of him wanting to change the world from the outside in to create uh, peace and justice in the world so that I might enjoy some of that. Maybe it's as simple as turning that around and creating some, you know, peace and justice within ourselves 
take some ownership of that and then give that to the world. I, I don't remember ever learning that you receive and then give or that you reap and, and then sow. You've, you've got to initiate it, right? You You're 100% right. You got to give first. And it starts, uh, you got to put the mask, like they say in the airplane, you got to put the mask on yourself first. And you can't love others until you love yourself. You can't respect others until you respect yourself. You can't lead others if you can't lead yourself. And no one's going to listen to opinions. No one listens to opinions or you emotionally vomiting on them about your victimhood. They listen to wisdom. And the only way to gain that, again, is go find the nearest mirror. And that is both the problem and the solution. And the moment you decide to make the choice in everything in life until your last breath, it's truly the only gift we have. And it's the only thing in our control. Everything else is outside of our control. Again, if you're listening to this, you do have the power of choice. And will you choose to invest in your emotional health, your mental health, your spiritual health? Will you choose to invest in your physical health? Will you choose to input goodness and wisdom and learning into your ears and eyes? Are you just going to turn on that puke on social media and our 24-hour news networks? Because we are what we surround ourselves with. And if you want to be happy, fulfilled, successful, wealthy, kind, compassion, you have to put that in your eyes, ears, and soul. And you have to be the change that you want to see. But no one's going to listen to you if you're not coming from love, coming from light, and the only way to do that is to choose to do the work, to lean in and invest in those things to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. And over time, it pays a lot of great interest in your life, your happiness, your success, and who you are. I've been on both sides of the street, brother, so I get it, man. <laughs> I was rich in an a-hole, and that, that wasn't good. And then I was poor and full of good, and that wasn't any good. And so, you know, you got to find that balance between the two. And to me, it is about net giving, but it starts with the investment in yourself. And it's hard work, by the way. And, and you know, that's why so many people are unhappy because it's, you know, happiness, success, fulfillment, purpose in life. We have to work toward those things with small daily steps, simple steps, but it's work nevertheless. Yeah. Again, the idea of balance, uh, the middle way the allegory that I like a lot is uh, the ancient story about the sitar. If you tune the string too tight, it'll break, but if it's too loose, it will not make any sound at all. So we have to tune the instrument. That means taking responsibility and dealing with the fears of self-love, like Am I worthy? Or in my case, I spent a lot of time struggling with it because I feared that it would make me arrogant and pompous and then nobody would like me. So there was this uh, eternal teenager in me who was playing small to be accepted by other people. And what I found is as I became more and more successful and more confident, that it didn't make me arrogant. Quite the contrary, it made me more humble and more grateful. Exactly. Arrogance is just insecurity on steroids. Confidence is quiet, humble, and giving. Very different things. Very different things. Yeah, the egomaniac, we think, boy, doesn't he think a lot of himself? Well, actually, no. If he's or she has an exaggerated ego, it's a cover for the fear that they're really not. Yeah. They're not enough. That's right. So I think 
<laughs> when we talk about self-love or self-esteem or self-confidence or self-respect, the idea of which self are we talking about, the persona that we've invented to try to please other people and gain their acceptance or a quality of self that is deeper, more heartfelt. How do we find that? What suggestions would you have for our listeners about going beyond our personality to a deeper sense of self? Well, people know how they feel. And it starts with being able to feel yourself. And I'm just going to use some words. On a regular basis, do you feel happy or angry? Are you full of rage? Are you worried? Are you scared? Are you judging others? Are you gossiping? Are you bullying? Are you being righteously rude? Do you think success is for those people? Or the only the lucky do that? You have to know, do you feel those things? Are you angry, scared, judgmental? You have to do a real self-awareness. You've got to get real clear. Put down all your fake personality masks that you can hopefully be seen by your tribe because we all want to be seen, heard, loved, and valued. We just do. But go deeper. What are you feeling? Are you scared? Are you insecure? Are you angry? Do you have a good relationship? Do you have great friends who lift you up or make you better or make you happy? Or are you surrounding yourself with miserable humans? Those are all indications that you are not your true self, that you are not leading a life of fulfillment, of purpose, of significance, of meaning. And so for me, it's all about the feeling. And what is it that you crave in life? And I'm going to tell you how to cultivate self-esteem and confidence here in just a second. What is it you want more in life? Is it happiness? Is it more time? Is it more purpose? Is it a more loving relationship with your significant other? Is it having a significant other? Do you want peace of mind? Do you want to be proactive and not reactive? What are the things that you're looking for? Do you want more money? Do you want more success? Do you want material things? You, you have to do a self-assessment, almost like an audit. Where are you now and where do you want to be? And here's the great news. It's easy, but it takes a lot of work. And for me, confidence is about doing the reps. So confidence is two different things. There's external confidence in what you do. So whatever craft it is you do for a living, to be confident in that, you have to do it a lot. And the more reps you get in, the more confident you become. It doesn't matter if you're a cook, a chef, a speaker, a business person, a teacher, a healer, whatever it might be. Doing the reps is how you build confidence. The same thing goes with your inner game, your heart muscles, your mind muscles, and your soul muscles. Self-esteem is cultivated and we're never going to be fully happy. We're never going to be fully fulfilled. If we were immortal and perfect, this life would be super, super boring. And so we're never going to get there. But what we can do is cultivate it. And self-esteem is cultivated. Do you? Uh, what are you inputting in your eyes and ears? Are you watching garbage Hulu and, and Netflix and Amazon all day? And think about what you're watching. Most of those shows are about division, anger, sex, hate, war, rage, or... Have you listened to a great podcast lately? Have you listened to a great book lately or read a good book that has wisdom in it? Nonfiction, a business book, a self-development book, a book about somebody that inspires you. Are, you. are you hanging out with people who love you and lift you up and make you better? Or are you hanging out with negative nillies because you are the five people you hang out the most with? Are you meditating? Meditating will help you get more proactive and not reactive, help you get more calm, help you be more fulfilled. Are you living in gratitude? Are you writing gratitudes every day about the things that you do have? Because it's impossible to be angry and judgment 
when you're in gratitude because you're in a thankful, abundant, loving space? Are you journaling? Are you giving out into the world? Are you working at discovering your purpose? And are you building skills and tools in your life to be a better leader, a better woman, a better father, a better wife, a better mother or father? Are you, are you putting out the things that you want to see in the world? And all of those things, all of those small tools I just gave you, reading everything. By the way, if you don't read, you're no better than those who can't. And that is the only way. And that's a harsh thing to say. It's the truth, man. And in this modern world, like, like the book Legendary, if you don't want to read it, I will read it to you on Audible. And so there's all of this great wisdom out there from the ancients, from Stoicism to Christianity to Buddhism to just great novels, great um, great self-development books, great business books on how to live more confident, more happy, more fulfilled. You just got to lean in and do the work. You got to live with gratitude. Start a gratitude practice. Start meditating. Get out in nature. Walk. Get the negative people out of your life. Stop putting the poison in your eyes and ears from 24-hour news and social media and the crap you're watching on TV and start inputting some goodness. Listen to this podcast more often. And so it's all about a net effect of what we see, hear, read, and the work that we do and the work that we do on ourselves. And it's like building reps. You don't go to the gym, you're going to atrophy. If you don't exercise, you're going to atrophy. You don't eat good, your body's going to atrophy. Same thing goes with your heart muscles, your mind muscles, and soul muscles. And if you don't think we're spiritually, mentally, and emotionally weak, turn on the news or turn on your social media right now and tell me how you feel within five minutes. That tells you how weak we are. But we can change the narrative. We can make the choice. We can look in the mirror and start taking small actions today to be a little better than we were yesterday. And we look up from a year from now, and damn it, we might be successful and happy, God willing. Wow. Tommy Breedlove, the author of Legendary, we're talking about creating a legendary life, not somebody else's, yours, which is uh, like every snowflake, you know, no two alike, you're unique. And this, I think, takes courage. That's the word that came to my mind listening to you, Tommy. I have to take a short station break, but when we come back, let's talk about courage, all right? You're listening to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School on 90.7 KPFK. My name's Michael Benner, and we'll be back right after this. If you've tuned into KPFK at all during these last few weeks, you've likely heard your favorite hosts asking you to make a financial contribution in support of this listener-sponsored community radio station. If you have made your contribution, we want to say thank you so much. If you're able to pledge, but still have not yet, we really urge you to do so now. The amount of that contribution is, of course, up to you. A single $25 pledge will make you a member, and an ongoing monthly pledge will make you a sustaining member, which is very helpful for KPFK. Only you know what's right for you. As you decide, please consider how consistently KPFK focuses on the issues that matter and how much the world needs to continue hearing the important voices that regularly broadcast over the KPFK airwaves. Then please give as generously as you're able. You can make your pledge on our website at kpfk.org slash donate or you can call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. Thank you for listening, and thank you for contributing. You're listening to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School on KPFK in Los Angeles, 
Streaming for the world at kpfk.org, and as Tommy mentioned, uh, we do podcast this program. In fact, uh, not only do we podcast to all aggregators and directories and player apps, but a couple of months ago I started putting the show on YouTube. No video, just the audio side. And a lot of people use that as a search engine, so we're getting a lot of traction on YouTube for a radio show that's also podcast. Why not? You know, you you can find us anywhere. And I'm glad that you're with us, I, especially if you're live. That's You're part of the group mind. You're with people not only here in Southern California, but because of the live stream all over the world. It's quite amazing that we have listeners in every corner of the Even central China, it's so amazing, this Internet. You know, Siberia, uh Central Africa and South America, as well as, well, Europe, I'd sort of expect, but throughout the Middle East, it's just amazing what is available to us with the computers and the Internet. Gosh, sometimes it seems to me like we're wasting so much time watching bad TV or video games. That's just fine for entertainment, but you don't want to burn up your whole life on that stuff. Read a book. Read a book like Legendary by Tommy Breedlove. My guest today, Tommy, listening to you, and as we discuss this idea of taking responsibility and developing ourselves and and working across the board in a balanced way to create some financial prosperity, some financial wealth, but also emotional and spiritual wealth, it seems to me that seeking to understand the self to develop the self, that word that precedes self-esteem, self-confidence, self-respect, self-trust, self-regard. I mean, the word self, let's not overlook that. But that really does take courage, it seems to me. You have to risk facing the fear that you're going to discover that you really are inadequate that you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, strong enough, talented enough. All those fears that we've counseled throughout our lives. Talk to us a little bit about courage. Yeah, I love that. I want to start here because you brought up a really good point. Is What I want everyone to hear that's listening to this radio show is if you feel inadequate in some way, not smart enough, pretty enough, rich enough, sexy enough, um, thin enough, that's shame. And every single one of those things is a lie. But what I want to hear, I want that you're telling yourself a story that's been told to you from parenting to teachers, to religion, to what you see on the TV and what's been inputted and you start believing it. And by the way, what I really want people to hear is they're not alone. We all have a sense of some of that. It's what we do with that. What I would ask everybody listening to this, are you, or do you, you want to continue living that story of not enough or fear or insecurity, or do you want to start living your life? And now that goes back to the story of courage. And courage is about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Courage is about no regrets. Do you, are you going to regret the way you're living your life now? Because it's not if you're going to pass away from this beautiful earth, it's when. And are you going to look back on your life with, I should have asked that person out or called that friend or spent more time with family or traveling the world or 
working on myself to be a little bit better. So to me, fear is about taking action. It's about taking intentional action. And let me, let me be clear on what I'm saying here. Intention without action and action without intention is just nonsense. And it's like the, the story that brother, you went a long way. You just went the wrong way. So for me, you've got to feel the fear and do anyway. It's about not living with regrets and it's about taking intentional action. What does that mean? I want to be more happy. That's the intention. Okay. We've put that in our heart. We've put that in our mind. We've put it out to the universe or whatever it is you believe. I want to be more happy. Now here comes the courage. It takes action. And if you just do the same thing you did yesterday, you haven't taken action and there's no courage in that. Courage is running to the fire, not away from the fire. Courage is starting to put everyone else's opinions. They're not thinking about you anyway. We spend so much time trying to convince other people to like us. They're not thinking about us. They're thinking about their own self. People were just so self-motivated. It's, it's just, so for me, getting back to it, I was about to go on a soapbox there. <laughs> you got to do no regret intentional action. Do you want to have more money, more success, more happy, more fulfillment, a better relationship? Do you want to master your mindset? Do you want to have more time in your life? Well, what intentional action are you going to take in a small action? You don't want to come in and try to, you know, recreate the entire world. Start small, think big. So it could be, you know, if you want to be a little bit more master of your mindset and be more proactive and not reactive, maybe you start a small meditation practice or you start listening to things on meditation so that you can get calm, you can breathe, you can get into who you really are and watch what I call the Tommy go round, which is the thoughts that whirl around in my head and work at getting those quiet so that when life gets tough, you can be proactive and not reactive. Are you applying the tools and systems in books like Legendary and Think and Grow Rich and Dale Carnegie's books? And there's thousands and thousands of hours of wisdom to listen to and to read out there but you have to apply it into your life. Unapplied wisdom is useless. And so for me, courage comes from confidence. Confidence comes from doing the reps in whatever craft, internal game, emotional game, mental game, spiritual game, physical game, or craft. It's about doing the reps, screwing it up, getting back up, and doing it again. And over time, you will build massive courage. You will stand taller, shoulders up, head back, and you will live life with courage and confidence. It's always intrigued me, Tommy, that, and I'm speaking for myself, but I see it in others as well, this belief that fear by any name, we could call it, you know, just apprehension or I'm a little nervous, I have my concern, all the way out to terror and phobias and panic. But we always think of it as some substantial danger and in my life, recognizing that what I was afraid of was, for the most part, I mean, 99% or more, simply what I didn't know and understand. There was no danger in it at all. That was just my reactive brain, you know, triggering this fight or flight response. But that fear is more of a shadow that doesn't have substance. It's just a lack of light. I mean, light has a source, it has speed, it's an energy, it's a real thing, it can be measured. Shadow or darkness has none of those qualities. It's just empty, it's 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 a void, and the smallest pen light will pierce that darkness with no resistance, no effort at all. I think our fear and even 
much of what we think of as evil or wicked is really an empty shadow if we face it and embrace it and move directly into it. I mean, that's legendary, isn't it? It's completely legendary. And in the modern, especially in the modern Western world, we don't have really much things to be afraid about. And that really upsets our 24-hour news networks because they want you to be scared, divided, and angry. It really upsets them. So they create narratives to get you angry. It doesn't matter if you're on the left side of the spectrum or the right. They are literally want you to be afraid and angry. And all of a sudden, hate Bill and Sally across the street because they might have voted differently than you do, which is just pure silliness. So just remember, we're the puppets and they're the puppeteers. Now we can become the puppeteers and them the puppets by just turning them off. But getting back to the fear, it's just not real. You will know when to be afraid. Your body, your DNA, your mechanics, and, and hundreds of thousands of years of evolution will kick in and you will know when to be afraid. But most of us in this society can find food if we need it. We have shelter if we need it. Not all of us, but 99.9%. We don't have any real fear, so we'll start making it up. There is no lion coming to eat us. There's no enemy at the gates. But we still have all that in our DNA and soul. Less than 250 years ago, and no one's talking about this, and less than 250 years ago, if someone who looked different than you, who spoke differently than you, who was a different color than you, or had a different religion, when they showed up, there was an 80% chance they were up to no good. They wanted something you had, and they were going to take it and take it forcefully. Um, see the see all the colonies and the empires of the world. That, that was true. So that's still in us. That doesn't really exist today. Now, it can exist. Less than 100 years ago, we were all at war. I mean, bad war. I mean, real bad war. And doing terrible things to each other. Because of narratives and politics and, and differences and just silliness. But right now, as of this recording on this radio show, there is nobody, there is really no enemy coming to take you away. And so feel the fear, walk through it, live life without regrets. What do you really want in life? And go to that mirror. There's the problem and the solution. And what action, what intentional action are you going to take today to lead in with courage to make some small change in your life, to go towards something bigger and better than it was yesterday so that you can stop telling yourself the story of I am afraid, I am not enough, and I will never be happy or successful. That is a bold face lie. Trust me. I told myself that lie for 37 years. Here I am 10 or 11 years later. Life is so much better when I started living my life with courage and confidence. I've said to people on a few occasions, not only on the radio, but I mean face-to-face. -face. You can't hate hate. You can't hate hatred. And it's sort of a confounding thing. You have to reflect on it for a little bit. You have to wrestle with it a little bit to sort of appreciate that. But it's impossible to hate hate because if you allow yourself to hate what it is that you think you hate, then you've become a hater. And it's like Pogo, now we are the enemy. I've seen the enemy. It's me. I just joined the hate club. And isn't that the problem? And yet, when we talk about love as the antithesis, which to me means understanding, which requires a peaceful countenance, to develop understanding, it doesn't seem sexy. It doesn't seem powerful. 
it doesn't seem assertive enough. So how do you talk about that in your book, Legendary, uh, the alternative to hatred and fear and, and aggression? Let me say it this way. What is the real power of love? Well, I, I can tell you the real power of love. For any of those that you have children, in the first time you looked in their eyes, what did you see or what did you feel? That's pure love. Um, the first moment that you saw your significant other or your partner and then you fell in love, I can't really describe with that, but it's the most powerful force on earth. And love will trample hate any day. Look at see Abraham Lincoln, Jesus Christ, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, uh, Buddha. They all came from a place of love. They built social movements and freedom and equality and you know, great religions who do unto others as they would have done. I mean, all of that, that's love. And you can't describe love, but you can certainly feel it. And you can feel hate too. And look what hate does to your body from stress to how you stand and how you look and how you talk. And for those of you who are big into social movements, be careful that you're not becoming the bully that you're trying to fight. The woke movement, um, we're seeing it, the cancellation culture, which is guilty until proven innocent. Every human being makes mistakes. Every human being says things we regret. Every human being wishes we could take certain words back. Every human being's had things done to them. Every, every, every human being has things we've done that we aren't proud of. But that's called life. And if we're just going to concentrate on what the badness of people and what mistakes they made or the things they've done, you're no better than the bully you're fighting. And so for me, you said it best, compassion, empathy, open-mindedness, understanding, um, putting yourself in the other person's shoes, two ears, one mouth, listening more than we talk. And so for me, that's all coming from love. And I'm telling you, everything in this world is energy. You can feel people when they walk in the room. And some people suck all the air out of the room. Those are what I call net takers, and they're just negative and gossipy and judgment. And you, you can feel them, man, when they walk in the room. And the net givers lift, literally lift up the room. They don't even have to say a word. You can just see it in how they stand, how they look. That's the energy. That's what love does. And the more love and light that you put out in the world, the more you give, the more it will come back to you. You've said it over and over at the beginning of this podcast. And so those of you who want to be more happier or more fulfilled or have more time or more purpose or more meaning or more money, a little more success. What are you going to do to change that? And are you going to flip your narrative, start loving, respecting and honoring yourself with the words you say to yourself, with the thoughts that you have, with the, with the inputs in your life, what you're seeing, what you're hearing with it, the things that are in, entering your mind, heart and soul. And are you going to choose love or are you going to choose hate? Are you going to choose to become the thing you're fighting? Or are you going to choose to, to set the example you want to see in the world and all of the greats that we can talk about. That's what they chose to do. And that is the power of love. Years ago, I interviewed a trying to remember if she was a psychiatrist or a psychologist at UCLA. Her name was Dr. Shafika Karagula. And she used to talk about sappers and zappers. <laughs> and I always thought, well, what a great way of talking about uh, or describing what you're talking about. You know, or, is this person a sapper 
uh, a, a taker, a, a psychically draining your energy. And, and don't we know the feeling of being exhausted at the end of an encounter with a sapper? Or are you a zapper? Are you somebody that adds your energy and everybody is uplifted and there's a net benefit to everybody? And if we just kept that in mind, am I a sapper or a zapper, you know? And and if you understand that life doesn't really come from you but through you, then you can zap and zap and zap and give and give, and it just enhances the flow. You never are diminished by that. Couldn't agree more, man. You either add energy into the world or you take it away. And whatever you put out there comes back to you a hundredfold. If you don't believe it, look at your life now. You know, another common myth that I think we got to look at is this idea that there are good people and bad people in the world. I, I, I know the, the brain is very binary, and the more stressed and anxious we are, the more all or nothing we become in our thinking. But the truth is, as you've just indicated, there is light and dark in everybody. And if we... We find this in Jungian psychology, too. If we look for the shadow within us, we can redeem that. But as we develop our light, it requires us to recognize that in everyone else, there is both light and shadow. And even those who seem to threaten us, who seem to be dangerous, who seem to be the bad guys, there's something good about them. It may not be very much, but... They have that potential, right? They may not realize how good they could be. Uh, They don't have to be selfish and and fearful. But I guess that's what compassion is, is recognizing that everybody, everybody suffers. And that guy that cut you off in traffic and stimulated your road rage you don't know that he doesn't have a sick kid in the back seat that he's trying to get to the hospital. You just don't know. Yeah, father die. I mean, there's, you know, you can see it in the supermarket. You can see it on the road. Um, people ask me, what do I think the world needs? Cause I, I get to talk on a lot of platforms and I don't think it's empathy and compassion. Cause I think we're born with it. I think it's inherent in us unless we have a chemical wiring problem, which is very, very rare. See Ted Bundy. I mean, he was incapable all the wires weren't connected there. Um, but most of us don't have that issue. And so for us, we're born with compassion, empathy, love, and kindness. Watch children play with each other. It's quite spectacular. What we need is personal accountability and to, to, to participate in our own rescue. But I do believe that there is love, learnings, and goodness in everything, everyone, in every situation. And hurt people hurt people. And so people that have been hurt or told things to believe about themselves or abused or tortured or hit, and, you know, I can check all those boxes. Eventually, we've got to look in the mirror and say, do we want to break that chain and cycle? And do we want to become that hate? Do we want to become that anger? Do we want to become that rage? Do we want to become the abuse? Or do we want to break the chain and become personally accountable to our future, to our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health, our friendships, our love, our life? Break that chain. And practice self-love, self-compassion, open-mindedness, empathy for ourselves, respecting ourselves, acting in our core values and our principles, and honoring those, and ha- surrounding yourself with people that will hold you accountable, lift you up, kick you in the fan, kick you in the face, call you an a-hole. That's the friend you need. 
when you are being an a-hole. But we also, so I do believe all humans are good. Hurt people hurt people. That's just what they do. Um, but it's up to us to break that chain. It's up to us to do something. There is no magic pill, although our pharmacists tell us there is. There is no magic pill. There's nobody coming on a white horse to save you. Only you can do that. And there's definitely no damn politician that's going to save you. If you believe that, you know, hire me tomorrow as a coach. I got to get that out of you. You've got to lean in. You've got to do the small things in your life to be better, happier, more fulfilled, more successful, more wealthy. And to me, all humans are good. You just got to start believing it and taking action that you are good and you will become good. Yeah, the cavalry's not coming over the hill to save us. That's for sure. It's got to start with the individual and radiate out through the family, the community, the larger group. That's the primary direction. And yeah, it gets reflected back and things are done to us, but that is secondary to reaping what you sow or or karma or just the self-fulfilling nature of the way we live our lives. Tommy, it's a pleasure chatting with you today. How can people find out more about you? I presume you're at TommyBreedLove.com, right? That's right. That's right. You can see all you want there. And um, I know I've butchered social media on this show. But for those of you who are actually looking at um, life tips, financial tips, happiness tips, goodness, light, we don't put any politics or negativity out there. Um, if you're looking for a better place to go find resources, support, you know, how to be better in life. I'm on Instagram at Tommy Breedlove, Facebook at Tommy Breedlove, and LinkedIn at Tommy Breedlove. I, I stay out of Twitter. I think it's a, uh, I'm not even going to go there. My book is everywhere. It's on Audible. I will read it to you if you don't want to read it. It's in electronic format. It's on hardback, soft cover. It's at any of your favorite bookstores. It will be there or your airports. It is there. Check out Legendary. And it what makes what I think why it's become a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller is because it's simple. It's fun. It's actionable. And you can actually implement it in your life. It's not academic. It's more actionable. And I think that's why it's done so well. So check that out. But if you want to know more about what we're doing, retreats, coaching, conferences, our mastermind programs, and how to lean in to better women, men, husbands, fathers, wives, um, leaders, you know, check us out. Love to have you. And that's at TommyBreedLove.com. But it's been my absolute pleasure to be here. So thank you for letting me share that, Michael. Oh, thank you, Tommy. I really appreciate you taking the time and making the effort to be with us today. I know you're a busy guy. Best to you, and we'll be in touch, okay? Thank you, my brother. That's Tommy Breedlove, folks, from Atlanta, Georgia. His book is legendary, and you want to check it out. Again, if uh, if you don't read well or you don't like to read, Tommy says he'll read it to you. So <laughs> check out Audible. Uh, I, I really do agree with, with Tommy when he says not reading is no different than not knowing how. And sometimes people say, well, I'm dyslexic. I don't, I'm, you know, well, okay, then get the audio book. But the best way I know to learn from people who are dead or far away is to read, right? Just think about the gift of being able to read. You take it for granted, but hasn't been that long, only a few thousand years that people have even had written language and the ability to read, and only a couple of hundred years since the vast majority of people could not read. It's a fairly new phenomenon. 
So listen to this radio station, listen to your podcasts, but read books, read books. Listen, I got a few minutes. I want to talk about the fun drive here on KPFK and how you can join this mission and be a part of Progressive Radio for Southern California and the world. Right after this, you're listening to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School on 90.7 KPFK in Los Angeles. It's comforting to belong to a group. Even when you're out among strangers, the moment you spot someone else wearing your favorite team's ball cap or a sweatshirt from your alma mater, you sense an instant kinship. That's sort of what it feels like to be a KPFK member. Together, you, with other contributing listeners, make a real difference in keeping this service alive and well. When you run into fellow KPFK members, you know you share similar core values and a responsibility to support the programming you enjoy. Please, become part of this important group now. Play securely online at kpfk.org or call 818-985-5735. KPFK, powered by the people. This is the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School on 90.7 FM, KPFK in Los Angeles. We're heard all over Southern California in the Santa Barbara area at 98.7 FM, down in San Diego County, 93.7 FM, and in the high desert at Ridgecrest and China Lake, that area, 99.5 FM, and of course, streaming for the world at kpfk.org. We're also podcast to all player apps and aggregators and can be found on the homepage, theagelesswisdom.com. And the T-H-E is part of that, theagelesswisdom.com. Well, I want to thank Tammy Breedlove again for a most inspiring radio program today, a show that was all about personal power and responsibility, frankly. And in the few minutes we have left for this final segment of the program, I want to uh, pretty much follow up on that same idea, personal empowerment and responsibility. It's really all a matter of free will, you know. I was thinking about that Rush tune this morning called Free Will, and Giddy Lee sings, If you decide not to choose, still you have made a choice. You've chosen not to choose. And it occurred to me that the same thing is true for action. If you're unwilling to take action, that's the action you've taken. You've taken an action of refusing to act. And so you haven't put it off. You haven't delayed your choice. You made a choice. And you're not putting off donating to KPFK when you sidestep the opportunity during the fund drive to become a sustainer, a a sponsor, a a supportive listener of the Pacific Commission on KPFK. That's the action you've taken. You've decided not to do it. Saying you'll decide later or you'll do it later, well, it's really not true. You've made a decision and you've chosen not to act, don't you see? And of course, I want to encourage you to reconsider. To be that one out of ten people that listen to this radio station regularly and do contribute. I know, that means nine out of ten do not. And 
If you're not contributing, if you've never given even $5 to this radio station, you're in the 90%. I don't know if you're comfortable with that or not. I think it's quite remarkable that 90% of our listeners have chosen not to take action. When the radio station is about social justice and you have an opportunity to make this a more just world, wouldn't you want to kick in 25 bucks a year or $25 a month? How about $10 a month using the Sustainer Circle? Just go to kpfk.org slash donate. Look around for a Sustainer Circle. You can choose to donate one time, monthly, quarterly, or annually. I like the monthly contribution of like 10 or $15. You won't even miss it, and that's a significant contribution. It's a lot easier than digging in once a year and making a $150 contribution or more. How about just, you know, 10 or 15 bucks a month? Honest, it's painless. It's also tax deductible. Further, it's the right thing to do. When you support KPFK and the Pacific Commission, and we are a charity, a 501c3 nonprofit, you're really supporting all charities. Think about the guests that we have on this program. Most of them are dedicated and devoted to social activism or activism of some sort. They're working to make the world a better place, and we give them an opportunity on KPFK, hour after hour, day after day, 365 days a year, to bring their message to the people in a way that is unavailable anywhere else. So by supporting KPFK, helping us to stay on the air, you support all of the people that we bring to you, most of us as volunteers. There's a few people that have to be here every day. And of course, we have equipment to maintain to stay on the air. We have other bills, a mortgage and property tax, and we have electric bills and water bills like everybody else. But most of us, the on-air hosts and their producers and other staff members, the behind-the-scenes people, so to speak, they're volunteering their time, too, all in an effort to keep this radio station on the air. We've been doing this for 61 years. This radio group, Pacifica, invented the idea of listener-sponsored radio in the late 1940s, and KPFK came on the air in the late 50s, about a decade later. And ever since, people just like you have been donating a few dollars a month or a big donation once a year to sustain us, to help us pay the bills. Now, these are critical times with the pandemic. You can imagine that donations and contributions are down. Consequently, about six months ago, we lost our program director and a senior producer. We had to cut our budget back by over 30%. Imagine a radio station with no program director. And our senior producer had been here over 20 years. And we had to show her the door because donations are are down. As for this current fund drive, we're way behind. And perhaps you're unemployed, we understand. Perhaps you're underemployed, that's likely, we understand. But maybe you got $5 a month or maybe... $25 once a year, that'll make you a voting member of KPFK. And if you've got a nice job, if you're doing well, 10 or 15 bucks a month makes all the difference in the world. 
So that's my appeal. That's all I can do is ask you for your free will donation. Like Getty Lee, I choose free will. Nobody's going to bully you. Nobody's going to threaten you. (laughs) We would just like you to join us, to be part of the family, to be a member of the community with whatever amount your free will dictates. So choose to choose. Decide to choose. To take action. To point your browser right now to kpfk.org slash donate. Look for Sustainers Circle. In the banner it says support KPFK. It's easy to find. And make that contribution, whether monthly, quarterly, or annually. It all helps. It all makes a difference. It's all essential to our survival, to remaining on the air in Southern California and for the world. If you are outside the United States and you're listening to this radio station, you know more than most how impossible it is to get broadcast news and information and entertainment like you receive here on KPFK. We would really value your contributions as well. So, kpfk.org slash donate, or you can call, uh, costs us a little bit to do that. We actually get more money when you use the internet. But if you want to call, we've outsourced our phone rooms during the pandemic, so I'm not sure who's going to pick up or how familiar they'll be with the station, but you can do that right now, 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. And tell them you're calling to make a pledge or a donation or contribution to KPFK. They'll have the information there. It'll be quick and easy. But we get the greatest percentage of your donation when you just go to the website, kpfk.org slash donate. And Annie up a little bit. Gosh, you're going to feel so good about yourself. And every time you hear an appeal like this, instead of feeling frustrated or irritated or why can't we get back to programming, you'll be happy and proud and enjoy the comfort and fulfillment of knowing you're part of the family. That's us. This is my radio station. I'm supporting that. They couldn't do it without me and other people like me who follow their conscience. kpfk.org slash donate. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Join us next Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock for the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. My name's Michael Benner, and as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. You're listening to KPFK in Los Angeles.